Hey guys, I am Caleb Giddings. Oh, I, I, I'm he, I'm I'm Jack. You're right. You're here. We're missing Keith. Who so I'm on not... time. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you're on time. You were early, as a matter oh, of fact. We've been talking time? offline for like 10, 15 minutes before even starting to film. While Keith is uh, is not here, and why is Keith not here? Because he has pri- prioritized other things over doing this. I think he's building Legos. I don't know. Um, which, to be fair. Uh, he's he's once again saw that he had zeroed all his optics and has decided to change it immediately. Right. Oh yeah. I just I just bought. A, so I speaking of optics and you know how much I hate rifles. I have figured out what uh, I'm going to do with that stock that's in my closet. So uh. Uh, I can't actually fully say. Okay. So let's just say I've got a, another nine mil PCC upper on the way. And I can't say where the lower or anything is coming from, but uh, if you're interested in researching affordable firearms for personal defense, you can go to TaurusUSA.com. And if you want to buy those guns, you can buy them at guns.com. But anyway, yeah, so I got that coming. I have a a new PCC upper coming, and uh, I'm going to put that stock on it. Um, And then the other day, I went and I bought an Aimpoint 9000L hunting scope, so it's a one-power hunting scope oh you guys can't see this because this won't show up on the recording but look who decided to join us uh keith who may or may not have functional wi-fi it's the keith show who knows uh, who knows yes <clears throat> keith we're recording we're recording we are, we are live right now so we are reco- <laughs> well not live but we are recording so uh hey, we're just we're not live but we are recording yes look who i found it's Alex, <laughs> I found a shooter shooterist in the uh, suited shooter. No, don't. We're done. God damn it! This episode has gotten off to such a good start too. <laughs> uh, so I was just telling Jack that I just picked up an Aimpoint nine thousand L, the tube style red dot, because I need something that fits thirty millimeter mounts to go on top of my four fifty Bushmaster, because a four fifty Bushmaster is really realistically a 200 250 yard gun tops and yeah. if i can't hit things at 200 yards with a red dot then i just need to be better at shooting um it's, a, it's a 45 with a lot of ass that's <laughs> i was actually looking at the terminal ballistics for that compared to 4570 and it's basically a 4570 you can shoot out of an ar yeah, uh, which like, you know like oh we change this just a little bit it'll fit and feed off an ar bolt here we go so <laughs> and the, they sell more 450 bushmaster magazines in canada boy they should sell else. a lot of yeah, they sell bushmaster so many 450 bushmaster well, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> weird guys it's very very weird it's the uh, I'm, I'm glad they i'm really glad that they follow the capacity rules so religiously though yeah absolutely you wouldn't want to Very you know, exactly you wouldn't want to break the <laughs> law especially silly canadian laws like i have here's the thing okay oh, so canada. we have you know obviously we have to transit canada occasionally like if you're going to alaska or something like that but like canada is not really a real place right and if canada is not a real place does it really count as crime when you break their laws? Or is it just sort of like, oh... Is it just frowned upon? <laughs> right. Oh, but do I, I... I just can't functionally take a country serious that has fewer uh, people in it than the entire state of California and a GDP that's lower than Germany. All right? Just... I'm sorry, guys. It's like the felonies in GTA 5. It doesn't really count. Mm. 
They just they just have indicators on the vehicles and that are in uh, maple syrups per kilometer for some reason. Um, it, it's not even stars. It's five maple syrups. When the fifth maple syrup is there, they send the the royal mounties after you. It's fine. They come uh, in horse in the big red coat for a stern talking to. Yep. Yeah, for a very stern talking to. Your... And then they they ruin your surprise attack, and then they ruin Kevin Costner's surprise attack. So anyway, <laughs> Untouchables deep cut. <laughs> That's honestly, if you got that is I Untouchables. I feel like is a movie that is not as deep in the gun culture zeitgeist as I feel like it should but be. It absolutely should be. Like one, really cool guns in there. Mm-hmm. Nineteen seventeen Smiths. Actual 1911s, mm-hmm. I think a couple of 1903 Colt pockets. Some trench um, guns. Trench gun action, really good trench gun action. And really cool Tommy gun action, and also just a time when American law enforcement would casually carry frag grenades. Right, and do but, L-shaped you know, ambushes. And... I mean, like, I don't think anybody really understands how much, like, people are like, stop militarizing we have really already cut back a lot. Yep. Yeah. There are pictures of a flying squad that has mounted a potato digger machine gun, a belt fed, onto a sidecar in Chicago. Oh, there's uh, photos uh, from like, the when they had uh, Dillinger locked up, and the police, not the National Guard, the police had a sandbag barrier built up oh, yeah. with a Lewis gun on it. And I'm like... Yep. But no, the military get too far. Let's be honest. I will what say like most, what you like most about the Untouchables is just the fact that like it's full of slurs for Italians. Uh, I, I, you know, I honestly uh, accuracy is about uh, Italians. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> I honestly thought that slurs? you were going to say that it's full Accurate of like rep- hardcore revolver porn, but you know, the second thing about uh italians is also true so uh but interestingly my favorite character in it is the uh the italian cop who who, who plays him um wop dago three no the guy <laughs> fucking he was in oceans oh, uh, demonetized immediately <laughs> yeah. boy it's a good thing that we're and not jack got it this week yay zero dollars oceans 11 2001 uh da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah, so, we know George Clooney was in it. Andy Garcia. There we go. Which uh, the Italian guy is played by a guy whose last name is Garcia. Um, just saying that when you need to go find somebody to do a good job at pretending to be an Italian, you get a guy named uh, Andre, Andres Arturo Garcia Menendez. That's your well, that, Italian guy. That's because well, all the other Italians are busy being Native Americans. <laughs> it's true. Oh, <laughs> it's true. We, we, I... Venture off this and and go with when we needed the two most American men in America, we went to the Australians for the Patriot. <laughs> we, we did. We did do that. We did do that with No Gibson. Uh, My God, he is right. <laughs> that is that is oh, very true. <laughs> um, yeah, point. Solid point. Uh, at least we never had like good movie Superman. We hey, need somebody of this heritage. Don't, at least don't Superman that was never it's played fine. by a Canadian. <laughs> what else you got? <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Also, yes, go. Weird tidbit. And I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there. We could totally do a Prohibition Guns episode at another time. But the FBI manual for how to use the Thompson submachine gun 
denotes using it in semi-auto only. Pussies. They they were like, look, don't don't try and burst this thing. You won't be able to. Um, <laughs> They're like, we we know our crew. Mm-mm. It's not it's not happening. Uh, interestingly, the FBI manual for shotgun use also talks about skipping rounds under cars to fuck dudes up, and I'm like, valid. Uh, so but, uh, that's none of that is speaking what of other things about. that are super outdated. <laughs> so here's what we're talking about this episode. Now I have this no be a idea surprise for fit. Keith. Yeah, I have no idea how we're going to fit Alex into this discussion because I don't even think he has an opinion on this. But the title of this episode. For the people that I don't know, you click on it and you see the title, but they're out there. They're, they're out, out there, there, I guess. But this episode is called "The M14 Sucks and You Need to Get Over It," and this <laughs> is the M14 Hate episode. So I have in the past confessed I'm a, instantly a happier person. A, a I have in the past confessed <laughs> that there is one variant of the M14 slash M1A that I like. And it's the Springfield Armory SOCOM 16 because it looks bad as fuck, all right? And also... Oh, that, is a, uh, that is a mean-looking gun. It, it, it oh, looks no. cool. It doesn't always run that great, but it fucking looks cool, and that's awesome. Uh, and also, at no point is M14... And also, at no point is any of our M14 slander supposed to be taken as a derogatory comment towards any of the events in the Battle of, the Mo- of uh, Mogadishu that involved an M14... That's not what we're talking about. We're it talking about several. It involves several there. Um, That's not what we're fucking talking about. We're I've talking spoken about... to some of the guys that used Ooh. that gun there. Did they slander it? It was a gun for its time. And it wasn't that great. But it's it, what they had. It was the gun they had. Yeah. It was the gun. But we aren't them. This ain't 1993, motherfuckers, and we don't have a budget based on the government. Oh, that was 30 years ago. We got Wi-Fi and M-Lock. Yeah, well, and look, Keith even actually has Wi-Fi this week, so (laughs) couldn't be bothered to fucking show up on time, but at least your internet works wherever you are. Well, I'm sorry that I had other things to do in the business world of business eating. The business world. (laughs) When I tell you- That's how we know he wasn't doing nothing. Yeah, that's how I wasn't doing anything. All right. Here is my first point of slander for the M14. Uh, My first point of slander for the M14 is that the U.S. military could have had the FAL instead. If you have been to the real Springfield Armory, not the not the one that makes uh, the XDs. Well, that's in Croatia, not the one that makes the 1911s in Illinois, but the actual Springfield Armory in Springfield, Massachusetts, they have on display the FAL that was submitted to the United States Army Proving or Ordnance Board, whatever those those dildos are, uh, that was submitted to them. The Ordnance Corps. Whatever. The Ordnance Dildos. (laughs) They have the original FAL that was sent into these guys as the test platform for adopting the FAL for the United States military because that was the deal. The U.S. military went out to NATO. NATO. We would do that. We said, hey, NATO. If you take our crappy intermediate 30 caliber cartridge because we like to beat ourselves off over 30 cal, we'll take the FAL. That will be the trade off. And we should have done that. But then the army missed opportunity. The (laughs) army did its fucking army shit. And we ended up with the M14, which 308 is a crappy round for a battle rifle. The M14 is the crappiest package for the 308. Of all the 308 rifles that killed people in the world, the M14 is the 
fucking worst one of them. That really? is my slander piece. Keith, really slander the M14, please. One of, one of the biggest uh, things that the Ordnance Corps, uh, the people within the Ordnance Corps who did not want the rifles that worked, namely like the FAL, the G3, the AR-10. Um, uh, G3 like was, every they, other rifle. Yeah, every, every other <laughs> battle rifle that actually fucking worked and had a more updated control scheme. Uh, the main thing that they sold this to, to the know-nothings in the bean counter world, is it had a ton of parts commonality with the M1 Garand so that these would be easy to build. That's not true at all. It just vaguely looks the same. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't <laughs> even the same operate. It, I mean, the, no, the it's a completely the different operating system. If you want the next rifle that has the closest operating system to what the Garand have, you have to go to Soviet Russia because it's the AK. <laughs> well... AK, yeah. no, I thought the SK, whatever, regardless. Mm -hmm. uh, good slander on the M14. Jack, slander the M14. Slander. <laughs> if you wanted to take the portability of the M1 Garand and mix it with the firepower of the BAR, but you drank during the pregnancy, you would get the ah. M14. Oh, so what, really what you end up with is a crappy magazine system. I'm going to say it. It's a crappy magazine system. Oh, a shitty safety. This safety should be taken out back and shot. And weirdly enough, they were like, but we got to have that full auto. Oh, is it controllable at all? No, guys, I am a mountain of a human being. I have fired so many full auto weapons. It's not funny. I have found all of them controllable, including a Glock 18. I can put 30 on an eight on on an IDBA target at distance with a Glock 18. An M14 under full auto is a miracle and a prayer. Uh, you could sandbag it, you could brace it. It's not going to work. It's going to ride and it's going to climb. It's going to bounce, buck, and it just sucks to shoot on full auto, especially if you're trying to even remotely use the sights that way. <laughs> and yeah, good luck. on semi-auto it ain't much better so we took two of the greatest battle implements ever made and we're like do do now do. and no. we got this we got this thing that came out of it and we're like well we did spend some money making it so i guess you have to use it now right and i'm glad like, no that armalite no. came in and Knock that thing to the ground. And the only reason it has any, any sort of prevalence at all is Americans couldn't get over their love of the 30 cal. For some reason, saying 0 .30 made them happy, unless they were talking about their handguns, in which case 0 .337 is, or 331, whichever it really is. But you guys made these things create this creature, and now we have to deal with it. And the only one that looks remotely acceptable to me is the cage SOP mod DMR. And you know what? That thing's heavier than BAR. Mm -hmm. There you go. All right, Alex, uh, slander. Let's go. <laughs> slander away. So I have very limited firsthand experience with it. Shocker. 
Well, yeah. <laughs> back in like you're 08, getting jumped 08, in, baby. <laughs> back in 08, 09, when I was working the gun counter and was basically just you know I I inadvertently allowed myself to get paid in product instead of cash, meaning that I just left my paychecks there. Um, I wound up acquiring a loaded M1A. I was like, okay, well, how can I make this more badass? I was like, well, I skipped over the EBR stock. Good choice. But it was a consideration. Good choice. Uh, looks great. Uh, looks great. Yeah, front yeah. Front. Looks great. Does not function. Looks cool as shit. Front heavy as shit. Oh, uh, fucking sinful. And went with a J. Allen Enterprises. So, tried to set it up as a DMR, but, like, there's one 600-yard line in the Houston, Texas area and it's always full of the freaking high power boomers. So you show up with anything that's semi-automatic and you're automatically getting side eye. Plus, I realized I don't like math that much. So distance shooting is not super fun for me. You know uh, what's uh, super great about making it a DMR is that it's a six MOA gun. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great, uh, great option as a DMR gun as well. So I will say, if memory serves, and again, this was 10 years ago at this point, um, but so at our age, yeah. it probably doesn't. <laughs> at 600, I was, you know, yeah, I mean, 600, yeah, probably, uh, you know, I never, I never really did much with it because, oh, also being the, you know, broke young idiot, the ammunition that I was shooting through it was the mill serp ball ammo that came in almost like the, the green vinyl. That is that called the battle pack. Yeah, those. Yep. <laughs> yep. And that ammo is about a minute of it's over like it's there. Ammo away, ten ammo away. So yeah, minute of that way. Uh, it depends uh, on who you're buying it from because uh, there are a few different countries of battle pack origin. I will say South African battle pack. <laughs> mm. So the German, the German stuff that I shot through uh, a few guns was very hit and miss. You'd have German, you'd have some German stuff that would group well under two. Um, in most rifles, not the 14. Um, but uh, then you could get a different lot and it's like, hmm, 10 on a good day. I hope the wind doesn't blow. I hope air doesn't exist here between you and the <laughs> I hope air doesn't exist here. So, yeah, like I said, I didn't get enough trigger time on it to really slander it. It was just big, heavy, and not nearly as much fun as it sounded on paper. There's some slander. There you go. There you go. Perfect. Uh, I want to talk about, so now that we've fairly thoroughly slandered the uh, M14 and the M1A, um, I very briefly will slander people who, I think my my origins of hating it were in the pre, in the early 2010s, uh, maybe the late two, maybe the late 2000s, where you were starting to see the nascent prepper movement online and oh, people God. would talk about how their you know shit hit the fan the end of the world as we know it gun would be an m14 and i'm like you cannot you know how many alleged vietnam veterans came in looked looked me in the eye across the gun counter and told me they yeeted an m16 into the jungle in vietnam and went to get an m14 What's the joke? It's like there were like 500 people in the SEALs in Vietnam and I've met all 6,000 of them. And I've yeah. met like 6,000 of them. Yeah. 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 Those so, guys. Like I, I didn't, I, I didn't think anything of it. And then I worked at gun counter. I'm like, everybody who comes in starts telling me how fucking cool they were back in the day. 
and how they yeeted their M16 piece of shit into the woods and they got a good old M14 because that was the rifle that worked. And now sitting here today, I'm like, that's not true at all. <laughs> doing what? Like this is this is what bugs the crap out of me. Uh one, uh, what's his name? The colonel that wrote all the books that just Grossman? Yeah, Grossman. That never killed Grossman's anybody. at fault for this. Mm. Grossman took stories from guys who were telling stories about stories about stories they heard and wrote that shit down and was like, this is what reality looks like. Grossman, if I find you in an alleyway, it's on site. I will throw hands at your old ass. You, sir, have hurt more people than you've ever helped. 100%. Uh, this could also be a Gross- Grossman slander episode. I, I, I think they're the same thing. Because it's the same, it's the same boomer-esque topic. If you tell me you read On Killing or like, oh, that's a really deep book, you need to go read some other stuff. Yeah. I would recommend Tribe by Sebastian Younger. It'll give you a better explanation for some things. Two, they always love the M14 because they heard some story. Well, they fired 600 rounds per 5.56 for one casualty because they're shooting at bushes because they were poorly trained and the equipment they had, they didn't really understand how they were using it. And I don't care if it's a 30 cal or a 5.56. If you're shooting at shadows, you're not hitting anything. Want to know what the rounds extended to casualty rate of GWAT is? It's higher than one in six hundred, man. This is uh, the same slander that gets applied to the M1 carbine from uh, the Korean War, where they're like, "Oh, a little." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So the M16. Actually, that's a fair point. That the M16 and the M1 carbine, not M1 Garand, but the M16 and the M1 carbine, got the same sort of unfair slander about how the bullets would, you know, pass right through people, and you know, or allow me to propose an alternate theory. Jackets, you missed. (laughs) Like yeah. a lot, you yeah. missed all of them. Yeah, most of them. And uh, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with missing, if you fundamentally can process. I just missed. I need to make the correction. Or if you yell suppress a fire. Yeah, that point, then it's. I I think yeah, suppress a fire is a totally different thing. The amount of ammunition expended to regain the extinguisher. You know, like to regain the initiative and stuff like that. That doesn't count towards this. Yeah, like um, suppressive fire. Pinning someone in place, that's a proper use of ammunition still. You're you're not hitting anybody with it, but you're using the ammo properly to control the space you're fighting in. That's okay too. We're not talking about that. Um <laughs> the uh so I want to backtrack to something else though. We're not uh so I do want to keep slandering Dave Grossman because the other thing that drives me nuts that he's so super fucking wrong about is he's one of those like but the violent video games are changing the generation and making them more prone to do the murders not true oh i was ripping the spines out of people in mortal Kombat in 1996 in a freaking video game arcade and i am no more and i'm probably way less prone to do violent, to do unjustified violence towards somebody than someone who hasn't had the life that I've had is mortal is and and Mortal Kombat has had zero effect whatsoever on my overall psyche compared to some of the other shit that I've done. So like fucking Dave Grossman and his violent video game that the video games one just torques me up because I see it repeated by people who are decent, well-meaning people who have also never heard a fly in their lives. And 
they know that there's something about violence that's upsetting and then they see the kids play in the halos or fucking whatever they're complaining about these days and they're like oh well that's clearly well, desensitizing them toward yeah fortnite is not desensitizing anyone towards violence maybe racism but that's a different story i uh, never put on community chat they just turned that off you know nope, 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 nope. they're not for you this, um, is I, this is what I try and explain to people because, you know, I grew up in like Wonder Bread, D.C. at a prep school where it was very much the we don't, you know, we use our words, not our hands type crap. And when I'm talking to people from those camps, I'm like, look, violence is a lot like orthopedic surgery. Even when it's done properly and for the right reasons to the layman, it's all pretty gruesome and brutal. But that doesn't mean that it's unnecessary or being applied inappropriately so you, you gotta you gotta figure out you know where the line is violence I is think, like orthopedic surgery i like that. yeah that's a good one um yeah i i didn't mean to go on a, a dave grossman rant because honestly we should devote a three-hour long episode to breaking down on killing and where it's wrong uh what you, what people, you do is you start on page one yeah, wrong. and, I, and I, then you go to the end. Wrong. Going. Everything in between. Everything. Everything no. that Dave Grossman has huh. taught us is fundamentally untrue, and he got paid to do it, and he still gets paid to talk about it. Um, and how he makes people feel is terrible. Yeah. Um, he, uh, yeah. That whole. Oh man. Yeah. You know what? I'm. That is a landmine that we're actually not going to step on in this episode because I want to go back to something and uh, we're now going to make fun of Alex because Alex committed one of the classic gun industry blunders, which is letting yourself get paid in product instead of money, you dumb idiot. Uh, who uh, would ever do that? that? No, no. <laughs> you, 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 you misunderstand. I was simply young, fresh out of college, working at a gun shop with no bills or responsibilities and I was just getting high on my own supply. Right. Yeah. Like I said, one of the classic what blunders. What if I left this here? You happened to make that blunder in a place where it didn't hurt you to make it. However, everyone else on this call has made that blunder at some point in our careers as well. Uh, and in some cases, got really good at flipping guns in parking lots and rideshare lots in Washington state, which was perfectly legal at the time. I don't know for Washington laws now, if that's like a felony not, or not what. Legal, no, no, not no. okay. I like, very much I like a good QT parking lot because there's oh, a yeah. lot of cameras. Well and lit. Set the deal upright. You always got a good clean backstop. Yeah. QT parking lots are pretty well lit. Did you know, here's a random factoid. QT pay, has and I'm not kidding you, they have armed security guys yeah. that they pay $35 an hour and require them to get the state-level certifications for uh, use of force, firearms, tasers, oh, yeah. all this other shit. I'm like, QT's not fucking playing. Who uh, QT cares about its people. Um, and being a gas station attendant, at, especially at late night, is a very dangerous job. Mm -hmm. Um I, years ago, I was working for Philip Morris doing promotions, um, and they would send me, I was, everybody else on the staff that did promotions went out to clubs and bars and had a great time, and they were all, like, model-level beautiful. So when I got brought on, I was like, they paid me stupid money. It was like $38 an hour to go out 
and do this job and you could clock whatever hours you wanted. Um, I was like, why am I, why'd you guys offer me this job? Like, I don't like, look like you need to go to gas stations. They're like, we need I'm you to go to the bad I ones. I'm like, oh, now I get it. You Did are your business off. card just say brute squad cigarette Dude, sales? I ended, I ended up at this one place and at 6.30, the two guys behind the counter, we'd been talking for a couple hours. I had a couple more hours there. They're like, hey, partners, we got to close this closed the uh, gating system here. They were pulling down big sheets of bulletproof glass. I put my hand up. I was like, "Mm -mm. we're in this together. If they come in here, it's us, not me and some assholes in a box. Okay. Like you don't want me to flip sides on this. They're like, I'll rob this store with those guys. (laughs) Yeah. Very quickly be like, put the money in the bag. Yeah, do it. (laughs) I'll I'll be an accessory. I'm not going to be a victim. Another time Jack accidentally robbed somebody. He's, he's very quick. Uh-huh. Oh, I, uh, speaking you of know, doing good. Just act gun- like I'm on your team. It was an inside job the whole time. Let's go. <laughs> and speaking of gun deals in parking lots, I did one in a Starbucks parking lot in Atlanta a couple of weeks ago. And while I was waiting for the other party to get there, I watched another gun deal go down in the parking lot. And I'm like, how rude. <laughs> it's like that Spider-Man meme where there's the three Spider-Mans <laughs> all playing at each other. You're like, who's here like, selling guns in this parking lot? What are we doing? I'll give you a hundred oh, more right now. Oh man, <laughs> you know that is one thing I miss about uh, roll, uh, roll um, up into the Bucks and snipe a gun deal. Be like, I'll beat it by a hundred bucks. <laughs> seed. I don't even know what you're buying. I'm in. Great choice of words. <laughs> Snipe a gun deal. Fantastic. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I think uh, that's fucking it for this episode. We have had a uh, welcome, Alex. He may be showing up on more episodes. He may not. Uh, we'll see about that. But uh, please submit your M14 hate comments in the comment section. Uh, also, if you have Dave Grossman hate comments, please submit those in the comment section as well. And we will, might make those and the subject of a further episode. If you're insulted, by anything that we said personally, you feel like that hurt you, go ahead and get your AARP card and schedule a colonoscopy. Yeah, because it's time. It's time. It's, you need to have your prostate time. checked, too. Uh, definitely. Good news. They, they can check your prostate with a blood help. sample you now. They don't have to give you the old. You, they don't it, have to, but you should ask for it. You're going to yeah, pay enough. You, know, it's, it, yeah, you deserve it. Yeah. Take a 20 with you for the doctor. Anyway, guys, thank you for liking and sharing. How this get in there? Thank you for... <laughs> Where's my watch? <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for liking, sharing, subscribing. Make sure that if you're uh, watching on YouTube, you go ahead and subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell so that you get notifications when new episodes drop. If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, make sure that you go ahead and leave us a uh, five-star review. Helps, actually. The five-star review... This. Everybody says, do this, do that for the algorithm. Five-star reviews actually do help boost the content in the algorithm. So that is it for this. And week. it makes me personally love you. It, 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 <laughs> uh, no one has ever not enjoyed external validation. That's all I'm going to say about five-star reviews. They feel good. Bye, guys.